to her, please. Let's pray. Father, it's for a great pleasure and privilege that we can come before your throne, and by your grace alone can we ask, and it shall be done. And I think of my wife's verse, Lord, that if we'll ask, great things can be done. And I pray, dear God, for these. We know you're a great God. You're a great physician. You can heal bodies just by your word, just by a touch. Doctors, whatever you see fit to use, they're gifts from you. And I ask you, dear God, to take care of them. I think of our missionaries. I think of our president and all those that rule over us in government. You can change things, and we ask you to do so. Bless you tonight. Give us a blessing from on high from our word. We ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, please take your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Here's some verses that helped me when I got into the ministry. Because when I first started, uh, when God first called me to preach, one of the things I argued with God about uh, about calling me to preach is I can't sing. And I knew that he had, music is very important. And God let me know I, that's not what he called me for. But I want to read you something. I want you to watch. Beginning in Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And then one of the, he gave five talents to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he had received one, went and digged in the earth. I was reading that one verse a while ago, and you know the earth in the Bible speaks of the world, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received the five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done. Thou good and faithful, sir. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things, and as I enter the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. The Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed no, not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money 
to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with us. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. For unto every one that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he had. And cast ye the unprofitable servant unto outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, there's great lessons to be learned here. And I pray, dear God, you'll let the Holy Spirit speak to us now. To everyone that's listening, pray. in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, verse 14 especially. For the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling into a far country who called his own serfs and delivered unto them his goods. Now here again, Jesus gives another illustration on the importance of watching and preparing for his second coming. Now Jesus is coming back. <clears throat> and he said, get prepared for his coming. First, Jesus gives his own servants uh, talents. Then verse 15 says, and the one he gave five talents to another, two talents to another one, to every man to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Now notice, the amount of the talents is not the important subject in this part there. What is the primary important here is, is how each used or applied the talent or uh, talent that uh, that he entrusted him with. Under one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. Now, when you look at this story and you begin to read it at first glance, it would seem Jesus is partial uh, to the first servant and unfair to the other two. But, the last part of the verse tells us differently. Notice, to every man according to his several ability. In other words, Jesus knows our ability. He knows his servants. Notice the Master does not say specifically what were the talents that he gave these. Jesus, same as the Master, puts perfect trust in his servants. And he commits to each of us what he considers we are capable of handling. Notice something. Having done this, he straightway took his journey. In other words, he trusted his servants. The talent here represents whatever God gives us to do. One of the greatest gifts that God has given to every one of us is mental ability, the mind, the power to think, and to reason. Whatever God sees fit to bestow upon each of us in this world we each have our own capability for preserving and increasing what God has entrusted us with. Now let me show you some verses of Scripture that will show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to Romans for just a minute. Uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And I want to look at uh, verse 6, please. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Having then gifts differing uh, according to the grace that is given to us. Where the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Our minister, let us wait on our ministry. Or he that teaches, on teaching. Or he that exhorteth, on exhortation. He that giveth, 
let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, take that, please. Uh, turn a little bit further to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And look with me, please, in verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For the one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, work in a miracle. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning the spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one in the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. You ever, uh, just like I have in the past, uh, why can't I sing? Why can't I play an answer? Why can't I do something for the Lord? I want to do it as bad as some of the greatest ones I've ever heard sing and play the piano. And God says, I give to you what I want you to have. Amen? It's not what I want. It's what God wants. So first of all, you got to realize something that you can only do what the Spirit in you, in you, the Holy Spirit, allows you by the gifts that He gives you to do. Don't go beyond that. In other words, we all have different abilities. But whatever our ability, it was given to us of God and is to be used for His glory. Now, go back with me to Matthew 25 and verse 16. Verse 16. Then he that had received his five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Now, if you read all the way down to verse 18, you'll notice that Jesus did not see fit to explain what business method they used. He didn't tell them to go put it in a bank. He didn't tell them to start a farm or start something else. He just gave them the money and trusted them to invest it. Now, verse 16 through 18, notice again, these first two had to use their full ability. Then notice the servant with one talent went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Again, we're not told why he did this. But in the next few verses, we learn it wound up costing him more than he could afford to pay. Then, and remember this, Jesus is speaking of preparing for his return. Jesus is a man traveling to a far country. The servants represents Christians. Jesus is coming again. We're to carry on His work until He returns in. And whatever we have, whatever our talents, our abilities, they belong to Jesus because they were given to us for His glory. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 and 14. I read Ecclesiastes the other day and I was studying Solomon's life. Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived, the Bible says, and God let him try everything. Everything that men could desire, Solomon tried it. And listen when he come down to the end of his life. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Notice now, some people possess more talents than others. Some have more business ability or, and therefore make more money than others. Some have artistic talents, have music, singing, and so on. Some pastors have long, <coughs> large congregations. Others have small congregations in small places. But the emphasis, the teaching of this parable, is not the amount of our accomplishments, but it's our faithfulness in our use of those talents that God gives us to serve the Lord. God does not expect us to use what we do not have. I've, for many years, I wanted to preach to big crowds and big church, and I've often thought about it. God gave me the opportunity one time to preach in a big church in Pensacola, Florida. And I went there and preached. Never had nobody saved. Nobody moved. Nobody did anything. And I walked away from there and I said, you know, I wonder did they not like my old country voice or what was it they didn't like or what they responded to. Do you know God will give you the crowd that you can be a blessing to? And what I'm trying to say is we get the idea we want to be bigger or we want to be better. Well, just use what God's given you and God will bless you. Now, God does not expect us to do more than what we have to do with. But it is a terrible sin to bear our talents and not use them, period. Did you know I had people tell me uh, that had good voices uh, that they, they just can't sing in front of a crowd? Well, I can't preach in front of a crowd either. I didn't when I first got saved. I was scared to death. But I'd done it anyhow. I want you to notice something. If we do all that we can due to the glory of God, He will receive a full reward whether our talents be one or our talents be many. Notice there is no evidence of jealousy here. If you notice these three people, you don't hear one blaming the other or accusing another of something they couldn't help. There's just simply there's no jealousy here. God gave to each one what He wanted them to have. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 22, plainly explain we are all of one body. In other words, you get a group of Christians together, every one of us have a, a, a talent. Everybody had at least one, some more. Are we to be jealous of one another's talents? I, I've had, I, do you know where's the worst place in any church? And I've, passed, I've talked to preachers all down through the years. You know where the worst place in church for jealousy to be? In the choir, in the music. And I heard a man say, put it this way, no one in the band wants to play second fiddle. <laughs> and I never have gotten over that. You know what that means? I mean, uh, I've had people to come and tell me in the past in the other churches, uh, I can sing better than they can. How come you didn't ask me to sing special? And what I'm saying is, when you realize the talent I got, God gave it to me. When you realize the talent that you got, God gave it to me. What right have I got to be jealous of your talent then? And what right have you got to be jealous of my talent? 
If I have five or if I have ten and you only got one, then that's a gift of God. And so what we have to do is realize we're in this business together to give God the glory. And there is no jealousy there. There no such thing as a silent witness then. Notice something now. Yeah, I have had people say, Now, preacher, I love the Lord and I'm a silent witness. I, don't, I'm a, uh, I had a man tell me one time, I'm a secret, closet, charismatic. I said, Do you realize what you just said? How can you be a secret closet and put charismatic with it? Do you know what charismatic is? That's outgoing. I mean, if you're going to be a charismatic, you can't get in the closet to do it. Amen? And he said, I'm a secret closet charismatic. Now, how contradictory is that to the Word of God? If you go back and, and study some things, Exodus 40, verse 10, Moses, he made excuse. He first said, I cannot speak plainly. But look what God did for him in his faithfulness. He was faithful to what he had. The five loaves and two fishes. In John chapter 6, look what God could do with those. In Mark chapter 9, or, or 9 verse 41, Jesus has pronounced that even a cup of water given in his name and because we're his will not be lost in its reward. Therefore, no matter how small our abilities might be, they're given by God to us. And if we use it faithfully to His glory, we'll receive a full reward. Now, don't you watch something. Remember one man put it this way. A warm heart surrendered to Jesus brings more glory to God than a strong head that thinks big things and performs little. Now, I'd rather have somebody around me uh, that has little talent and puts everything he has out of his heart into that talent for the Lord than to have one that has multiple talents and don't do anything for the Lord. Now, verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those two servants coming, the Lord of those servants coming, and reckon with him. After a long time. Notice, all had the same length of time. It didn't say one had ten years, another had five years. They all had the same length of time. The Lord of those servants cometh and reckon with them. In Acts chapter 1 verse 11, Jesus returned not just a possibility, it's a fact. He's coming back. Jesus' return is God's eternal accomplished fact. And when He comes, it is equally a fact that He will reckon with His servants. Notice something else. Did you ever wonder why you don't how much? Or a lot of people don't how much? It's because they don't use the talents faithfully for the Lord. I told a man in one lady uh, that came to our church several years ago. They came in my office and said, Preacher, can you help? Our, our, we're in financial problem. I said, Tell me about it. And they went down the road. Both of them had good job. They making good money. But they making their house payments on a credit card. And at that time, the interest on the credit card was 22%. I said, are you all crazy? You'll never pay that off. And I said, I'll tell you what you do. You come to church. You serve the Lord for one year. You tithe 
You be in service first of all. Be faithful to the Lord's work. Be in service every time the door is open. Now you be there. You tithe on what God has given you. And if God don't bless you, I'll give it back to you at the end of the year. Now we'll do it. And they started coming to church. They never missed the service. They started tithing for about six months. And then they come to, we can't do that, preacher. We can't pay our bills. I said, you ain't up yet. Amen. And they, they went right back to doing what? And lost their home and everything else. Now here's what I'm talking about. All God asks any Christian to do is use whatever you've got for the glory of the Lord. Then He will reward. Amen. And can I give you something? It's not here. It's when we get home. That's where our reward is. We want it now. But you know, I don't need every pat on the back and every thank you and, and uh, give me the praise down here. But I do want rewards to lay at Jesus' feet one day. Amen. That's what it's about. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for faithful people who wants to serve you and give all the talent they got to you. Whatever talent, where it's small or where it's great, they're faithful in it. That's what counts. Bless us, go with us on the way home, watch over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here.